Hello, human. And other. You know exactly where we are. Why, what I say? Fine. Welcome to Michael's Odyssey. <laughs> I hate that title and I will never say that again. I mean, when I say never, never doesn't exactly mean never, it means I hate it. I really don't enjoy saying it. I don't even remember why I chose that as... Yeah, I remember now. Brutally efficient. Yeah. That was the exact mind frame I had. Yeah, so it was very exacting. Welcome to Michael's Odyssey. Straight to the point. But then again, I am a masochist, so... Even if I hated it, I would do it just for kicks. Until I... I don't know, lose my mind, I guess. This isn't an episode, obviously. This is just me... Renting. I felt like I owed you... Owed you all the pleasure of my voice. I understand this rocked your world, and this is the only reason you are still alive and you haven't killed yourselves yet. Whilst I am okay with most of you killing yourselves, I... Every once in a while have to, you know, feign human interest. So, um, yeah, here I am. Imagine if I actually felt that way. A hundred percent of the time, I mean. We all feel that way to a certain degree. But imagine every single day. I do know of people who genuinely hate our species. Members of our species, of course. And, um, it is... Unfortunately, I always have a, you know, a, uh, a dual understanding of every situation. So when I meet someone who feels that strongly about something this important, I genuinely empathize and understand where they are coming from. <coughs> it is easy to hit our species. It is very, very easy. We are a cruel people. We are a wretched species. We do things that are unquestionable, but directly detrimental to each other for reasons outside of Self-defense. Yes, if you... I'm sure you notice a change in background. I I am actually walking around my house. 
whilst I record this. So that's why this is uh, it's more of a, you know tidbits and whatnot. A little episode filler. I don't know why I put so much stress on myself when it comes to recording an episode. I always want to make sure it has a definitive design to it. That is my genetic proclivity. I am a control freak. And I am quite mad, so... You know. Odd habits. Whatever shall I speak about? The state of the world. The state of the world, sorry. The state that is the world now is very fascinating. I I, I I I cannot help but look at things from a dual perspective. I thought I, I, that's what I was uh, speaking about earlier. Um, you know, uh, people who genuinely hate our species and me being able to empathize with them because there are so many reasons to hate our species. We do a lot of terrible things to to other sentient beings and to our environment. That is an that is a sound argument. But then again, there are reasons for why we do the things we do. There are genetic reasons, there are environmental reasons, there are political reasons, there are you know, cultural sect, communal reasons. There are a plethora of reasons as to why we do the things we do. We are a very complex animal. But irrespective of how complex we are, irrespective of why we do the things we do, there is always the effect from what we have done cause and effect. This is unfortunately a reality. So while so that that plays in my head anytime I look at our species. This is not to say I have a overall negative view of our species. No, I I I objectively want us as a species to win. Progress is in my DNA. Um, success, the, you know, achieving a high well-being for every member of society resonates deeply, you know, within me. Yes, there is no such thing for now, you know, as cosmic purpose, but we can design purposes, and I see no reason why. And not that I see no reason why, I find great honor and pleasure from putting out, putting the, you know, the, you know, serving our humanity, serving our species on, on, you know, on top of that list of man-made purposes, human-made purposes. So I do value the species. But I can't help but switch off my brain when it comes to the harm we cause. Especially to all the sentient beings, that is, I mean, the, the mere fact that we understand what other creatures 
can potentially feel based on what an individual can feel, you would think that would stir the species away from uh, coming in harm, especially seeing the fact that we are a truly intelligent species. We, we have come to certain understandings and, and enlightenment and awareness, so to speak, as to what life is, what pain is, what our place could be, you know, you know, what, what is, do you understand? You know, the idea that we can ask these questions, we, we are fully aware of, you know, this entire spectrum, this entire, you know, complex kaleidoscopic way of viewing the natural world, viewing life, viewing existence, we, you know, we are aware of all this. So, it baffles my mind that we are still so primitive as a species. We are painfully primitive. Now, how, uh, how do I view the world now? Well, if you have been following the podcast, you would have heard me, you know, give an explanation as to how my mind works or how my broken brain works. I, I can't help but not look at every angle very painfully objectively. And I always have to have an official point of view, which is the point of view I would go for. Even if I might have a secondary perspective, which might be built out of my more subjective take on a particular situation I still always want to know what, what the objective truth of a matter is or as close to an objective truth as possible and that will be my official take on any subject you know be it how the world started you know be it evolution be it the the, the understanding of, of, of our place here be it what we you know what is consciousness um you know theological arguments um philosophical arguments scientific arguments and whatnot well there's a virus going around killing and scaring people it would be it would be a shame if i did not touch upon it. This, this virus, um, is actually is a very interesting variable at our species um, trajectory. It's a very interesting variable that has come on our path. Why? Because it's come at a time where we have, where we are at our most evolved, developed technologically advanced, philosophically sound, you know, apex, we are right at the top of where we're supposed to be across every discipline, from science to, you know, as I mentioned, from philosophy to, 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 to engineering, to building, to, you know, to, to taking care of ourselves, to feeding ourselves, to, you know, under, to governing ourselves, to even understanding what governance is. But our reaction 
to this small test. And yes, I call it a small test. The coronavirus is real, is a threat, but, I, but it is a very small test as to what would happen if, to say, a meteorite takes out the entire west coast of the United States and some parts of Western Europe. What about, you know, what if it takes out Asia, Southeast Asia? How, how is the world going to cope with this? Refugee numbers, the, the, the amount of damage, the rebuilding efforts. You know the the entire change in that in 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 the in, in in the geography of the world. How do we how how do how will we cope with that? What of a zombie apocalypse? Yeah, what of a zombie apocalypse? <coughs> what if we have a strain, a, a particular strain of disease or proteins that attaches itself to our you know, to, 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 you know, either, um, uh, DNA or whatever, and, you know, causes zombie-like symptoms, eat people, and, you know, be a walking dead, a living dead. What happens then? How, how do we, how do we brace ourselves for this? What about, now I'll give you something that is easier, something that will happen, the influenza strain, the influenza strain is evolving and it, it is coming. It is coming. After the corona, the influenza will come. What happens if another strain evolves to be lethal in 72 hours? How do we cope with that? How do we brace ourselves for that? Now, looking at the corona, world powers have bunched such an operation have botched such an exercise despite having access to, to a tremendous amount of wealth and, and human capital this is ridiculous look at take the United States for example the United States of America is the richest country in human history in human history not in the world no 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 in human history from you know from ever from the time humans have built civilization yes from the the first African civilizations to the Middle Eastern you know from northern Iraq Babylonian civilization to the Hindu Kush you know to to Far East Asia to you know Europe and to the Americas yep the richest now look at how they have handled this problem take the United Kingdom Take Italy, an apparent first world country. Take all these countries. Take and then take to China. Take South Korea. China is a, is a second world country, trying to become a first world country, very aggressively. Take them. Take Singapore. Takes you know Taiwan. You know, take the whole lot. Take Japan. Take the whole lot. The data. And if you plot all this on, if you plot reaction time, um, control of the disease, mobilization of government resources, mobilization of private resources, control of the situation, an overview of the situation, look at who delivered and ask yourself why. America, as I was speaking about earlier, the richest country in history has access to not just money but the greatest minds in the world in 
and particularly disease management in 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 in, in fighting and treating diseases in, in understanding complex organisms developing vaccines um, you know developing ventilators developing healthcare infrastructure I mean the United States is arguably top you know top 10 across every discipline when it comes to healthcare when it comes to tackling diseases when it comes to tackling just major crisis and crisis management but look at how they're handling it now all because of leadership all those assets could not be wielded effectively. America has one of the most impressive emergency response services, first responders services anywhere on the planet. I mean, I mean, you know, America's created beautiful codes and, and just effective, efficient systems. But how is it working? The government has so much wealth. How are they catering for a population that will be handicapped by this crisis? How are they catering? What political ideology have they created to account for everybody? Yes, and you can create these. Nothing is impossible. So what have they done? This is, you know, this is why I always, you know, push for for a higher form of existence. <coughs> That is the bottom line. A higher form of existence. A higher form of existence encapsulates progress and progressiveness, innovation, inno- you know, innovations, evolution, mental, cognitive, intellectual, physical evolution. It it it, it encompasses. A purposeful drive to achieve the highest possible well-being, the highest level or the highest well-being for every single citizen, number one, it strives to achieve and understand the vast knowledges and secrets and knowledges, knowledge, not knowledge, knowledge Secrets, um, knowledges, <laughs> um, knowledge, secrets, mysteries of the world, the universe of, 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 of everything. We strive to know what are the most, obje- you know, what are the closest or the answers to all the questions and objective truths. We strive to 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 create the best political the best governing systems the best institutions just the best for for the entire species progress across every discipline the eradication of suffering uh, any and in, 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 in any any form of suffering must be eradicated this is what i you know what i what i call just that purposeful drive of 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 of, of form forwardness basically this is it this is what it encapsulates so imagine an alien looking at our species you know reading the news watching the news listening and watching our uh, news and podcasts and and you know 
just all chats basically and how we're looking at this you know from from the individualistic level that is from in from intellects from experts great minds and then comes politicians and you know these are the guys who are supposed to be the executed the, the guys who execute all this these are the executioners and then we have brains you know these are the experts these are specialists and people you know we, we dr you know the citizens that drive the world and, 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 and are responsible for commerce are responsible for life basically how how you know how, how how does knowledge and information go from just the experts to the government to the people yes it, it is fucking primitive it is it is it is so doltish and shockingly unevolved imagine an alien species just you know, look, sitting back and looking at the richest country in history handle a viral, a, a, you know, a viral crisis, a, a physiological, a, a lethal crisis. What is our explanation? What about third world countries? Imagine explaining a third world country to, to an advanced civilization, especially looking at the discrepancies between the first world, second world and third world countries. What will be their justification? Take Nigeria for example, just one of the most, well, you know, one of the biggest field experiments in the history of our species. Different tribes, different peoples are forced together and are being governed by nothing but pure stupidity, ineptitude. Obscurantism, irrationality, just, I mean, just, it is low, unevolved, it is just such a, it is, it is such an inferior exercise, such an inferior community, not the people, the people are just beautiful and, and capable, but the experiment of, of, of bringing in such different conflicting ideologies and trying to force a country and not even doing it with purpose or with with tax but doing it with nothing but whims so imagine a country like this now trying to handle a problem like this a country that has never invested in healthcare hasn't invested in in healthcare infrastructure in educational infrastructure soundly as they are supposed to by any measurable metrics a country that has been fueled by you know by 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 a shocking level of of of, of inefficiency how would they handle such a problem will the problem be tackled how much politics will be played what will be the effect now whilst i think of this I, I i i can never get boggled down with just a problem i have to take a step back and look at everything what happens afterwards how 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 does this affect us as a species how will this affect us as a people how will this affect us as communities as sects ideologies how are all these going to be affected are we still going to be the exact same people are we going to be smarter 
Are we gonna be four? Are we gonna be different? Do we forget? Before we forget, are we gonna make any strides? These are questions that that are quite that, that I enjoy playing around in my head because there's so many angles to look at this, right? Um, yes, and before I jump on, before I jump on, um, what you may call this, looking at the you know the post effects of this. Um, I remember I was I, I made a comment earlier about how I look at these things, and if you have been following me from the beginning, you would you would have an understanding for how I look at things and um, from um, either from an empathetic or a purely objective position or from an observer and a you know participatory perspective from an observer perspective all this is valuable data I take a step back and I watch a species handle a problem because I look at the world in terms of problems and solutions so I just take a step back and look at them objectively And then, from a participatory perspective, I want to help. I am, you know, you, you do provide, you know, there are obvious tasks to this in terms of providing macro solutions, definitive solutions, long-term solutions, mid-term solutions, and short-term solutions. Um, perhaps helping people who you have direct access to, your community, your street, depending on the, the amount of resource you have, and so on and so forth. This is how I am looking at it from both the observer and the participatory perspective. perspective I, I, I will reach out. I mean, I have already, and you know, helped as much as I physically and financially could have. From a, you know, from an observatory perspective, I the psychosis is sometimes swatches with morbid glee almost but I digress let's go post yes uh, post effects what is going to happen well this is a very easy one uh, this is a new, this isn't one that would require so much complex thinking this is very direct um, from a from a what or what perspective let's say how from a country community perspective it affects let's say finances the number of poor people will increase the number of people who are living paycheck to paycheck will increase the number of people who will depend on social services who will depend on the state will increase how would the state handle that also the number of creators will increase a lot of people would take this and will be forced into being more creative and taking the initiative of developing and starting their own practice and and their own businesses, so they should all go well for online businesses for the you know for the internet world and service providers within that realm. What about crime? What about people who once you know? Poverty numbers increases, crime is bound to increase. How do we handle that? Crime increases, stress increases. Civic 
pride and patriotism takes a hit. Social psychology takes a hit. Our empathy levels take a hit. Our humanity levels take a hit. How we view each other takes a hit. Uh, what doesn't take a hit? You know, politics, political, you know, uh, politics wise, people could either, <coughs> people could either wake up and force and demand more of their, politi- of their political elites, of their political leaders, or not. And even if they do, to what degree will they demand and to what degree would the political elites comply and the level at which they stop at will affect the evolution of that community or that society. Theology, religion, spirituality, cultural leaders, cultural tenets, There have been a lot of charlatans and pastors, religious preachers, you know, snake oil salesmen and women who have taken advantage of this. Obviously, this is basic. Humans have been doing this for thousands of years. The first time Africans saw bicycles, they thought they were mechanized horses. The first time, you know, we saw lightning and thunder, we thought these were interactions with deities and supernatural beings. Shooting stars freaks us out. Meteorites freaks us out. Technology freaks us out. Guns. When when natives first had access to guns and mirrors and trinkets. You would think as a species, understanding our ignorant past, there would be a push, a general push. Now we always make the excuse that it, that it, it is just the ruling party who are aware of all this knowledge, but you know, withholding knowledge from the rest of us to to control us easily. That might be true at some period in time, but now with the rise of the internet and access to other human beings and conversations. We need to evolve much quicker as a species. By my calculation, by 2020, I am surprised we had this much failure as a species. I perhaps my expectations were 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 wrong, and the species is evolving as we are supposed to. But I I seriously doubt that, based on what we know, based on the achievements of a good number of societies. Yes, the possibility for all societies or, or, or the, the, the overwhelming majority of human societies to have evolved or gone up the social, you know, the social economic ladder must uh, be a lot more. I mean, the entire continent of Africa is almost still a slum. Southeast Asia, a huge part of South America. this in Europe. So these are crucial as a species. Evolution as a species is crucial. 
So yeah, you know, snake oil salesmen, charlatans, they have been doing this for a very long time. Anytime, you know, occurrences happen, things they cannot understand, they give their two cents about it. Now, what, what shocks me about this is, this isn't the first time they have done this. I mean, to be a 30, a 35, 36, 30, from a 30 year old onwards, you would have seen access to this at least more than once in your lifetime. Access to an occurrence happening and then religious charlatans come out and give predictions about what will happen and none of it comes to pass. The religious angle will require just a much deeper conversation, but it is a very interesting angle because whilst on one hand it is very easily debunkable, it is easy to, to shoot down, on the other hand it is still a raging infection. I would claim, you know, the over, I mean, the overwhelming reason for that is the infection is, is you know, psychology is, is, is an extremely powerful discipline. Ideas, especially ideas indoctrinated in you as, you know, as, as a child when your psychology is still being designed and, and formed is very powerful. And religious beliefs and dogmas are and cultural dogmas and cultural norms are perfect evidences of this. But not just that, the other reason is high population of course. Um, there are certain features of you know religious and cultural exercises that have serious effects and, and repercussions obviously in in day-to-day activities in life in societies one one easy example is population numbers because if you look at different tenets uh, different teachings of different religions and culture family planning is not a strong feature family planning is um, in, in many cases is non-existence or or it is 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 a negative Children are looked upon as gifts from the gods. The idea of childbirth is not scientific at all. It is more spiritual. Um, it is more cultural. So hence, countries that practice higher religiosity have higher population numbers. So that right there is another reason why, you know, a lot of religious dogmas and ideas are still able to grow and harbor itself within societies through numbers that and obviously deep social psychology and in many cases our DNA the research is still out on that so yeah crazy Ooh, I was listening to a podcast from um, one of my one of my one of my intellectual mentors uh, Stephen Fry. I quite like Stephen. I would 
So uh, to have tea and crumpets, probably go out for brunch with Stevie. It'll be so much fun. Um, he's one of the most intelligent humans on the planet. It's what a remarkable, remarkable mind. Um, I was listening to to to, to one of his new podcasts, um, and this episode touched upon something I have always looked up looked at very closely the idea of pride just want to touch touch upon that very quickly i've always first of all i've always looked at pride from a very odd perspective it, it was never a sin that appeared to be a sin to me it was just something that was annoying or something that was uncomfortable but why it was a key sin, a cardinal sin, and, and a cardinal sin, perhaps, and 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 you know, some religious groups and sects. And so I always found that fascinating. I think it is. It it, it 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 goes in line with some of my observations, suspicions, uh, hypotheses I've made about pride and culture and certain features and tenets of culture and religion. Pride holds a very, very serious, very vital spot in in terms of human moral, ethical, cognitive, and characteristical characteristic development. Pride comes before a fall. A proud person is a haughty, bad person. But then, when I looked at the explanations for and how, let's say, Christians or Muslims or various cultural people look at pride, it usually is with very aesthetic perspective, a, for lack of a better word, a childish perspective, without layers, without, without, without depth. If you look at how pride is reflected, manifested in let's say religion, it is basically when one is not a complete dum dum. The aesthetics when you do not show aesthetics of humility. You know an outward show of humility, that is when you're proud. When you look at the cultural Asian, there is always a very strong focus on the aesthetics in terms of acting and how we interact. In some cases, yes, there are there are there are layers and depth, but never used well. For example, telling you know the idea that looking at a woman and thinking sexual thoughts in your head is the same thing as committing sexual acts that is very childish but the on, on the other hand thinking evil thoughts and bad thoughts are almost as bad as doing it is good in a way it, it, it is on the other hand very positive and 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 something that should be looked upon very closely because obviously what the, the, the quality of thoughts that, that harbors the mind and, and festers in the mind has ways of manifesting and it could be negative it could be to the detriment of somebody else's health mental or physical well-being 
Now, understanding that such a such a small you know such a such a point could could be wielded either way. I would, I would I expect religion to have an explanation for this. To 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 be very careful on how it wields it, especially when it comes to pride and 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 diagnosing what pride is, the effects of pride, the kinds of pride, and how do we look past the aesthetics? Pride is one key avenue religion fails at when when it comes to understanding certain key human characteristics. Uh, pride, uh, morality, ethics fails woefully at that. It does well in, 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 in terms of pushing for community. Some of the positive tenets of faith, you know, turn the other cheek, treat others, you know, the universal laws, which is, you know, which are which is obviously older than Christianity and older than most all religions, you know, treat others as you would like to be treated. So, yeah, always two sides to a coin. One more thing I want to touch on before I sign off. I am, though I enjoy your company, I have other obligations and other activities of pleasure I would rather engage in, such as touching myself, reading. Fuck reading, I have so many books I am trying to get get through I what I what I do now is let me touch on reading quickly before I tell you my position on a, a very controversial topic heaven and hell so first of all reading oh no I just dropped on probably drop another voice note on heaven and hell yeah I'll do that so let me just end this with the reading I have several books that I have gotten and I want to go through these are some of the best books in the world um, these are not all my books, these are just a few of them I want to go through before I migrate to level 2. Uh, level I, I break my reading to different levels in different time frames, like quarters. So quarter 1 books is different, quarter 2, quarter 3, quarter 4 books are level 1, level 2, level 3, level 4. And it's just a group of books I want to finish off within a specified period of time. So now, so I split them into one work-related book, two, one uh, fiction book, and three, obviously an, an, another non-fiction. I love non-fiction books. So they, I, I, I love fiction. Uh, I'm a man of escape. I love escapism. I love the idea of. I love the human, you know, the the just our spirit to imagine to create. I love, love that. And um, this, this is just one of the reasons I have enormous respect for our species, our, our ability to think and conjure. But I have been reading a lot of non-fiction for a very long time. And I, have, I stopped fiction for a very long time. So, let me see what I'm working on now for my Q1. Books. Okay, so my business book, I'm reading a book on agricultural management. I'm interested and I will be going into the agricultural business. More on that later. Number two, I'm, re- I'm reading a non... My non-fiction book now is uh, by Peter Thiel. 
it's a book I have supposed to have read a long time ago and I've just been putting it away I decided to read read it and go through it I'm halfway done I love Peter Tail number three uh, my fiction book is uh, Stephen King the part of the the, the Dark Tower series I believe most of you would know of this or some of you would know of this if you do not you should google it a series of it is just it is it is a series of eight books story of a man trying to reach a dark tower and just a saga the the the, the adventure he goes through i mean this is just beautiful writing uh well done very imaginative and for, for someone like me with a with a very imaginative mind with a very 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 High active mind. I, you know, I can just imagine and write scripts of this in my head, and just such, such a beautiful, well done. I love that Stephen King. I am on part three of of the Talk Tower series. I read them before when I was, a, you know, when I was much younger. I I stopped at part three, if I'm not mistaken. So this will be the first time I'm going to read all the way to eight. Part three is called The Wastelands. Beautiful. Um, so my agriculture management, Peter Thiel, Stephen King, and I, I'm going to start, I can't wait to finish this, because uh, the Stephen King and Peter Thiel are finished quickly, after that I will be, I also started, um, you know, the Singapore stories, the memoirs of, um, of, uh, Lee Kuan Yew, I've read it, I read it before, but I want to read it again. It is a beautiful book. I'm going to finish that and then finish from Third World to First, which is a Singapore story, another uh, from Lee Kuan Yew. And then after this, I want to jump. I want to jump into Sean Carroll, Something Deeply Hidden, or might jump into Richard Dawkins, Our Growing God, or Neil deGrasse Tyson, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, or Letters from an Astrophysicist. Um, Graham Hancock, Fingerprints of the Gods. Um, I still have a Noam Chomsky book I am reading. I am supposed to finish How the World Works. I'm going to finish that. Um, which other one was I supposed to? My, my, my favorite uh, sci-fi book is by a man called Frank Herbert. He wrote a collection called Dune. This is just one of the finest writing in, in, in human history. I am still reading that. I haven't finished the entire series. What a shame. I am going to finish that series once I'm done with this. I mean, King series, that's for sure. Um, read a lot of Sam Harris. I still have Moral Landscape. I did not finish. No, it was a letter to a Christian nation. One of, yeah, sorry. Um, letter to a Christian nation. I got to finish that. No, wait, I finished that. Um, Moral Landscape, sorry. Mm hmm. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Yeah, once I'm done with this. Oh, yeah. I actually got this. Uh, the bell curve. Yeah, I'm going to go through that quickly. Still got some Chomsky. Chomsky linguistics, not just Chomsky politics. Chomsky is just the greatest intellect of all time. Uh, I also got some Stephen Hawking's I want to finish. Um. Uh, I have Aldous Huxley, Doors of Perception. I still have some Carl Sagan I want to finish. I've done Cosmos, was good. Um, Hawking, 
things. I still want to finish it, but that's all of his public lectures. Uh, nature, space, and time. Harry Potter. I got Harry Potter again. I'm gonna go finish that off. So, and this is just this for Q1. Um, Annika Harris. Um, I've done my Yuval Harari. Finished that already. I love Thomas Piketty. Finished that for Q1. Um, yeah, I think once I'm done with this, my Q2 is gonna be gangster. Q2, I have a lot of amazing books in my Q2 collection. I will tell you about it later. So, tidbits and whatnot. Later, mortals.